Hello, welcome to the very first episode of this podcast, Eastward Iowa City. What is this podcast about? That's connected to another question. Why am I in Iowa City? Why did I move from the middle of one of the largest and most culturally diverse cities in the United States, a place that I loved and my wife loved and my kids loved, to this little town in Iowa? This small city in Iowa, anyway, here in the Midwest. Well, to answer that, I have to go back earlier in this story about 2,000 years ago, and not here in the Western world, but over in the East. And by going back 2,000 years, we're not starting at the beginning of the story, but really at the climax of the story that is still being fulfilled and continuing today. So back about 2,000 years ago, one of the most important cities in the East was in the land of Syria, the city of Antioch, the queen of the East, a big multicultural Greek Eastern Roman city the Acts of the Apostles in the New Testament records that after a persecution of the church broke out in Jerusalem in the first century, those who followed the way taught by Jesus scattered to different areas. Some moved to Antioch, where the church grew tremendously in number and in cultural diversity. The Acts of the Apostles explains that the disciples of Jesus were first called by the name Christians in Antioch. The faithful of the local church of Antioch took up a collection to send to the faithful of the Church of Jerusalem. The apostles Paul and Barnabas took the collection to Jerusalem and brought back John Mark with them to Antioch. Antioch became the base from which the apostle Paul launched his missionary journeys with Barnabas and later Silas into the wider Mediterranean world. And although not recorded in the Acts of the Apostles, the apostle Peter led the Church of Antioch for seven years before he traveled to Rome. So Peter and Paul, the chiefs of the apostles, are regarded as the co-founders of the Church of Antioch. And think about this, in addition to the apostles Peter and Paul, Luke the Evangelist, who wrote one of the four gospels and the Acts of the Apostles, was a physician from Antioch. And Mark the Evangelist, who wrote another of the four gospels, also spent time in Antioch. In the Holy Scriptures, we see that Jesus founded one church, his own church. And the one church was a communion of many different local churches throughout the world. A bishop led each of these churches. That bishop was in communion with the apostles and the other bishops. They were united by Christ himself and held to the one faith taught by the apostles. This faith wasn't just a list of doctrines, but a whole spiritual way of life. Eventually, five major churches, called patriarchates, emerged. Each patriarchate received from the whole church the authority and responsibility to oversee the congregations in large geographic regions of the world. In order of honor, Old Rome, New Rome, the city of Constantinople, the new capital of the Roman Empire, Alexandria, the great city in Egypt, Antioch of Syria, and eventually Jerusalem in Palestine. Before Jerusalem became an independent patriarchate, the area had been part of the geographic territory of Antioch. I've been talking about the ancient East over there, but we live here in the West right now. What happened in the West that took it down a different 
road than the East. What made the West so spiritually different than the East? In the 11th century, the Bishop of Rome, who led the Patriarchate of Rome, responsible for caring for Christians in Western Europe, tried to assert authority over all of the patriarchates. That is, all of the four patriarchates in the East, thereby asserting authority over the whole church everywhere. The Bishop of the City of Rome was first in honor, like the chairman of the board or a big brother you could consult, but he didn't have authority within other patriarchates and over the whole church. Rome was associated with St. Peter, but so were Alexandria and Antioch. Certainly the Pope held authority within his own patriarchate and he was responsible to his brother bishops within his patriarchate of Rome until he claimed that he was beyond accountability to his brother bishops. Well, eventually, the Pope, the Patriarch of Rome, tried to excommunicate his brother Patriarch of Constantinople, New Rome. This did not go well, as the Patriarch of Constantinople then broke communion with the Patriarchate of Rome in the West. And eventually, all the other Patriarchs in the East reached the same decision. Old Rome in the West is no longer part of the church. The one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church founded by Christ himself. Old Rome had changed the teachings of the faith from what had been received and passed down from the apostles. This is called the Great Schism, the break-off of Rome from the church. Of course, the church of the city of Rome, which again had been responsible for overseeing the churches throughout Western Europe, redefined the meaning of Catholic and the meaning of church in relation to the Roman Pope. I mean, what did they do when they were outside of the Catholic Church? They just changed the definition so that they were inside and everybody else was outside. Many of us who have studied history in school were told that there was a schism between East and West without much detail. These days, instead of dealing with complexity, sometimes people just blame it on politics, which in this case should be counted as a factor, certainly, but politics can't be used to explain away essentially spiritual problems and conflicts. About 500 years later in the West, some Roman Catholics themselves began questioning the authority of the Pope and the teachings of the so-called now Roman Catholic Church. And eventually Protestantism was born as a reaction. The Protestants further changed traditional Christian teaching and again redefined the church instead of going back and joining the original church, which being in the West, they were separated from. This is why we have so many different Christian denominations and non-denominations and independent congregations and associations today in America and throughout the world. Most people that you know, when they hear the word Christianity, probably think of one or more of these later developments in what you might call now Western Christianity, which is different from the way followed by the ancient Christians in both the East and the West. Today in America, we live in the West, which is not just a description of a geographic location. 
Really, if you understand the development of the West from the papacy and Protestantism, you may see how this continuing historical development has led us where we are today with a multiplicity of various popular ideologies, including those under the broad umbrellas of leftist secular progressivism and far-right neoconservatism. And because of American influence, Western culture and ideas have also been exported to the East. Why does all this matter? Why did I take this detour into the history and the development of the West when it broke from the spiritual life of the East? Well, because we live in the West. And it's helpful to know what it means to be in the West and Western and how we got here, especially so we can appreciate the alternative. Now, while all of this has been happening in the Western world, the church still continuing in the East, including Constantinople, Alexandria, Antioch, and Jerusalem, and others that have been added have been continuing to live the ancient faith as the church founded by Christ. The Orthodox Church, as it is known today, is the Church of the Apostles. It remained the Church of the Roman Empire until the fall of the imperial city, Constantinople, New Rome, in 1453. Today, the ancient Church, called the Orthodox Church, is also sometimes called the Eastern Orthodox Church, or the Greek Orthodox Church, or the Rome Orthodox Church, that is the Roman Orthodox, because it was the faith and the church of the Roman Empire. The ancient church founded by Jesus never went anywhere and kept the teachings unaltered passed down from the apostles. The church of Antioch is still here, headquartered in Damascus. Our current chief shepherd, Patriarch John X, is the 171st Bishop of Antioch. And that's counting St. Peter as the first bishop, although actually he was an apostle when leading the Antiochian church. Antiochians, especially from Syria and Lebanon, have immigrated to the United States and have established the Church of Antioch here, alongside other sister Orthodox jurisdictions from the old world, all being the one church. The work of Antioch in America is a continuation of the work of the Apostle Paul. As the Church of Antioch reflected a diversity of culture in the early church, so it does today. And as the Church of Antioch kept the ancient way of Christ unchanged from the time of the apostles, Antiochians in America are preserving and living that same faith, the same way that has been passed down and that we pass on to our children and anyone who desires to be received into the ancient church. Our church here in Iowa City bears the name of St. Raphael of Brooklyn, an Antiochian born in Beirut, Lebanon. His parents were Syrians from Damascus. St. Raphael was sent to America and he traveled extensively finding Antiochian immigrants and gathering them into the life of the church. And he is celebrated as a champion of the true faith, a seeker of the lost, a consolation of the oppressed, father to orphans, friend of the poor, peacemaker and good shepherd, joy of all the Orthodox, son of Antioch and boast of America. As our work is a continuation of the Apostle Paul's work that started in Antioch, we are continuing St. Raphael's work here too. Why is all this important to a podcast about Iowa City? In Iowa City, within walking distance from downtown and the university, you can find the ancient church of Antioch of Syria you can find the Orthodox Church. Today, 
the Church of Antioch is formally known as the Greek Orthodox Patriarchate of Antioch and all the East. In this church, this Orthodox temple, heavenly worship is accomplished on earth through timeless prayer. Many of our churches, including our church in Iowa City, are growing. People find us for different reasons, but the best reason is to experience change, rebirth, healing, growth, maturity, transfiguration. All this is to say salvation through the experience of God in the heart, the spiritual intellect, the soul and the body. Years ago, after majoring in secular religious studies and then earning a Master of Divinity degree from an evangelical Protestant school, I discovered that the ancient church is not just history. It has been alive and well, though experiencing difficulty and persecution at times in the East. Now it's present here. So when I found the church that was actually founded by Jesus, there was nowhere else to go. I couldn't unknow that. So I was received into the Eastern Orthodox Church through the Church of Antioch. I went to seminary again. I received a second Master of Divinity and was ordained a deacon and then a priest and served within a large Antiochian community, including people from Syria and Lebanon, as well as Palestine, and people from all over the world. And over the summer, at the direction of our shepherd of the Antiochians in North America, I was sent to Iowa City, to this relatively small yet vibrant, active, and quickly growing congregation of people dedicated to living the mystery of the way of Christ, so that we can pursue together with humility and faith and truth and love the path of healing and transformation that leads to the fulfillment of our potential and our purpose in life. So all this is the story of how my life as an American, educated and informed by Western culture, converged with the Orthodox way of the East, which has led me here to Iowa City and to launching this podcast. And I want everyone to know the original authentic Christian way, passed down generation to generation unaltered as a practical and mystical way of life for every day. The Orthodox way is not one of those humanly invented religions or ideologies that just affirms us for who we are and that we can shape as we wish so that we have a philosophy that is convenient and acceptable to how we want to live and 21st century Western culture. Instead, the Orthodox life is a way that we receive whole and unchanged so that we may be changed, growing into the image and likeness of God and casting off anything opposed to that positive transformation. This podcast is intended to introduce you and the people in Iowa City and those around Iowa City to the riches of this life that is oriented toward the spiritual east where the sun rises. The benefits of this divine way of Christ, this holy orthodox life, is for you and your children. My name is Father Simeon, and this is Eastward Iowa City, a podcast of my Paradosis Pavilion family of projects. I hope you will listen to the upcoming episodes of Eastward Iowa City, and if you find it beneficial, that you will subscribe and share it with others. May God bless your journey.